Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I was hit by a car uh, when I was nine years old, and uh, but was very lucky to uh, you know be introduced to wheelchair basketball just a year after my accident, um, and also sledge hockey. Uh, but uh, I don't know, wheelchair basketball was the thing that uh, blew my hair back and really made me feel kind of free and alive again. That's just one of the amazing stories that Patrick and his wife Anna will share with us today on Connections. They together make up the band, The Lay Awake. They're going to share with us their story, how they came together, how they made up their band, The Lay Awakes, and the inspiration behind their music. We're going to hear that and so much more. We're joined today by Patrick and Anna Anderson. They're part of the band, The Lay Awakes. Tell us about yourself, the two of you guys, how you met and eventually created this band, The Lay Awakes. Take it away. All right. We met um, through a mutual friend. I played volleyball in university and my assistant coach uh, was and is Patrick's best friend. So we met at his wedding in rural Saskatchewan and um, started dating soon after I was living in New York. He was living in Vancouver and he would cross the continent monthly and we hit it off relationally anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the music followed, oh, I don't know, three years later or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we hit it off professionally at a later date. <laughs> right. <laughs> your, your life, Patrick, uh, before the music and before um, meeting your wife, you um, were involved in sports, correct? Yeah, before, during, and still, I guess. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that side of your life. Oh, sure. I've been playing wheelchair basketball for over 30 years now. Um, I grew up, you know, like most kids in Canada playing hockey, but I had a, well, any sport I got my hands on actually, but a bit of a hockey nut having been born in Edmonton and grew up in the eighties when uh, we just won the Stanley cup every year. And that was just what happened. I was hit by a car uh, when I was nine years old and, uh, but was very lucky to, uh, you know, be introduced to wheelchair basketball just a year after my accident. Um, and also sledge hockey, uh, but, uh, I don't know, wheelchair basketball was the thing that uh, blew my hair back and really made me feel kind of free and alive again. So, uh, I started playing and as I got older, I got a little more serious and ended up, uh, really being the thing that sort of took me, I don't know, uh, took me to university in the States on a wheelchair basketball scholarship over to Europe to play professionally. And then, uh, the national team where I played for a number of years with a few breaks in there, but. Um, so I've been the Paralympics, I guess, five times now, having just come back from Tokyo and, oh, we've had a good run. And you are considered to be one of the greatest wheelchair basketball players basically in the world. How does that feel? Did I forget to mention that? (laughs) 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 How rare. Not, not considered just the greatest, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. I don't know if you used the word arguably, but I don't, I'm not sure if I agree with that. No. Um, if you did. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a funny thing now because I'm 42 and, you know, there's a shelf life of, uh, you know, terms like that, at least, uh, you know, is he still or am I among the best players in the world? And, uh, you know, the, the coverage around the Paralympics keeps getting better and better. But with that comes a lot of people like, oh, this guy, you know, reading sort of my backstory and assuming like, oh, this guy's the greatest wheelchair basketball player in the world. We should ask him about that. And then people just kind of assume that it's uh, still true. And maybe... On some days when I'm feeling really good, it is, <laughs> I like to think, but I don't, it's always been kind of an honor, something that's a little bit awkward, uh, to be honest with you. And 
the comparisons that are made to other great athletes, but uh, something that I've always been honored to hear. And uh, like, it's also something that's really motivated me over the years because wheelchair basketball is not, um, you know, it's not something that a lot of people have seen firsthand. I'm aware that often when I'm playing and people are watching, they kind of know who I am. And I've, you know, one, sometimes just one chance to make an impression, not just for myself, but for the sport, you know, and for the Paralympic movement, even bigger, you know? And so I take it as a bit of a challenge to uh, live up to the reputation, whether it's deserved or not. <laughs> I hope it is. Anna, what is it like um, going along that journey with your husband there with Patrick? Um, it's been great. I, I grew up with sports, kind of a big part of my life. Also, my dad, he coached the Jets back in the day and um, grew up with sports, a central part of my life. So it sort of just, you know, felt natural, the travel, the commitment or the time. And I only really have had the chance to see him play at a high level in London. I got to see him win gold there. And then we, since then, I haven't seen much basketball. That's sort of the downside about Paralympics versus other sports or pro sports. There's just not a lot of chance to view it really. And if it is, it's usually across the world, but, but I'm all in. Yeah. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> so besides uh, basketball, you both also play together. You play music together. You've got a band called the Layawakes. How did you start playing music together? Well, we did a couple weddings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came to New York for graduate school in music. So that's sort of where I was at when Patrick and I first met. And then around that time started writing songs and sort of like we did our things individually. We both liked songwriting and how did we actually start playing together? My, my memory is of, uh, you know, we got married and sort of, uh, sort of let the glue set on the relationship, but like didn't necessarily make a lot of music together, but we did start to write like these, uh, graces, like dinner grace, you know, uh, and trading off. And then we would sing them and they were like, you know, two part harmonies so we could sing together. And that's the first thing I guess we collaborated on. And, um, and we would sing madrigals out of this madrigal book. And, uh, and then, you know, Anna, I grew up like, you know, campfire guitar, wrote a few songs. I love to sing songs. And I was definitely doing it more in a serious way and has a whole a, a gazillion songs that she had written when we met. Um, and so she recorded some of them. And I, I just remember her kind of all the work that goes into doing that, especially sort of as a DIY musician and um, the recording, the playing live and stuff. And I just was, I was sitting there and there was a poster for one of her shows sitting on the piano and I looked at it and I just, she looked like so alone, you know, but like strong. And, but I was just like, I wanted to be in her corner kind of thing. That was the first inkling I had to like, I want to get more involved in this kind of thing. And for a while I ended up playing bass on, you know, uh, live with her, like my brother and played drums. I played bass and her cousin was you know involved and we were sort of the, we, she and a paddock band for a little while. And sort of started with that, just kind of, behind her and supporting her. And then it grew into, I guess I moved my way from off stage to the back of the stage. Uh, that's the other way, I guess, <laughs> to tell the story. I moved my way towards the front of the stage gradually, but, uh, and we started to write a little bit. It's been a little interrupted by kids and other events in life, but, uh, <laughs> you know, how does uh, writing together usually work? Like, do you sit down together with an acoustic guitar and an oat pad, or do you bring different ideas to each other back and forth? Yeah, when we've written together, which actually has been the exception rather than the rule, I'd still say we kind of do it alone and then like edit each other's work. Yeah. 
it's been rare if ever, I think maybe once or twice where we've been in the room trying to write a song together, but, you know, Patrick will have an idea and maybe I'll flush it out or, you know, just kind of almost like you do with somebody virtually, like send them a voice memo, let them work on it a bit. Yeah. And then we'll try it out, you know, of course, together and, and work on it more there, but. That works better. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your music, the sound and what you like to, um, what message you like to get across usually in your music. Hmm. I think our sound is, is uh, you know, partly us, of course, you know, I'm, like I said, just like strumming chords, singing songs growing up and uh, classically trained on the piano and that a little more composed uh piano parts i would say you know um and then you know our producer jeremy mcdonald's a guy we met here who's uh just a brooklyn you know producer bass player and uh kind of fell in with him and some of his friends and musicians and certainly there's their chops but their taste you know kind of um is reflected on our both our albums um so it's sort of a brooklyn uh music scene element to it i guess that comes from the people that we've been lucky to work with I think, you know, we recorded our second one anyway. We were listening to a lot of David Gray, Mutineer's album. What else were we listening to it at the time? Uh, you know, um, I, I remember that album anyway. We referenced that. I, we get into references and stuff like that, but uh, that's the one I remember. You know, it's sort of been, even though, you know, we're not like 20 years old, I feel like in some ways we've sort of just tried a couple things out, you know, like neither of us thought we work together. So some of it really is just picking the right songs that would sound right together. Not really like a concept album or something like that. But part of that I think was, well, for one, the way I write songs, like for sure, it's definitely singer songwriter genre. Like I love to tell stories. They're not always like, you know, completely autobiographical or something, but I would say most of our songs are true in one sense, you know, true to our lives and storytelling. I think like in the future, or even now, as I'm thinking about it, I think with like kids and more, more like a way of like narrating certain seasons of our life that it's just a slow process. Yeah. Anna has a sort of half an album written out probably. Right. Yeah. Not that she approached it like that. Well, the birth of our third child happened under very uh, difficult circumstances and she started writing and uh, I've heard some of those songs or these fragments of them and I'm pretty excited about it and also just brings us back to that time a couple of years ago in a very kind of emotional way so that may be a turn in our uh might sort of i guess an example of what you're what Anna's do you talking mind about. do you mind sharing a little bit about those circumstances surrounding the birth there basically there's not you know now i could share more about her life or something but basically in the pregnancy, there was just like this giant unknown that came out of nowhere near the end. So I was in the hospital and there really isn't much to share in that. Like no one knew anything really based on um, without getting like super specific, just they couldn't see anything. So no one kind of knew if the baby would live or die or if it, it would need mm. like a trach hole or like, they just kind of couldn't tell because they couldn't see anything. So that was sort of this like few weeks of, where, you know, I was just like, I was perfectly healthy sitting around in the hospital. I wouldn't say like soul searching. It was actually really restful, but it was kind of this weird, surreal time maybe that I had that I would never have again. So I'd like go down to the hospital chapel and kind of play the piano there. Like I wasn't allowed to leave or, you know, often I'd have to be on a monitor or whatever, but 
so she made it. That's, you know, <laughs> the really great news, but yeah. she has, she does have, um, she has like a complicated medical history and, and current conditions and things like that. But, but yeah, it was sort of just a time I could have never imagined sort of like a real quiet, restful, and I guess like scary time. It's really interesting though, that yeah, in the midst of that scariness, you could get a sense of rest and peace at the same time too. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're not a Christian band per se, but your faith seems to come out in ways in your music too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I think I like, like as Patrick mentioned, I sort of just grew up playing classical piano. I mean, I grew up in the Christian faith. I didn't ever though, maybe, maybe I just like never really got into Christian music too much, or it was just not like, I don't know. I never was really, forced or thought about going down like a road of writing like Christian songs or not. So like I write songs for our church. Um, but I guess a lot of songs wouldn't probably make it on like Christian radio. So I think that that's one of those things where I, um, I don't know where the songwriting comes in. Like certainly some songs I've written just naturally talk about my faith and hope in God. And some of them are just storytelling and I don't always wrap it up. Um, maybe as neatly or something like that. I don't know. I remember one time I had like a non-Christian successful songwriting mentor tell me, you know, you should just consider writing Christian music. You'd make a lot of money. You could just go to, you know, it was sort of one of these things where it kind of turned me off. Not that it's not true and not maybe needed. And, you know, I, I, that kind of stuck with me like, well, maybe I'll just keep writing the way I'm writing. (laughs) Not like, not try and, become something else but that you know that's just me learning and working through things too I guess how has your faith helped you though uh in your family just get through all of the seasons that you've been through well it's sort of a timely question because we uh going back to the hospital um that was probably the most not the only time for sure but really most vivid time where like our church community was just like uh you know God is really just using them through their prayers and their meals and their support uh to help us through a really difficult time. Um, and uh, I think that'll be reflected in these songs. Hopefully if we get them recorded. Um, and yeah, and, and so, you know, our pastor who we love Vito, he, uh, you know, come up to the hospital in the middle of the night and we, you know, he and I uh, were in her NICU room. He came up and baptized her when she was about a day old and the tap water, you know, in the, <laughs> the NICU there. And, Oh, these are pretty, some pretty precious memories. And uh, Vito's, uh, we're sending him off this Sunday. He's he's um, moving on to a new job after 17 years as the founding pastor of, of the church that we belong to. And that's certainly one of the anchors or the anchor uh, in our life down here. So I guess our, our story of being in Brooklyn and being uh, in the music a little bit is uh, in our family is just God really showing us that the community at, uh, of the church is sort of his hands and feet and really bless us in so many ways. What do you think? What do I think? Um, <laughs> what do you think about different se- seasons of life? I mean, I think, you know, it sim- sometimes maybe takes a long time to like believe that, you know, God loves you. So I feel like that kind of, that I believe, you know, so that helps, <laughs> that helps anyone get through anything. I think, right. That, that it's like rich and free and full so I think like, you know, sports and kids and all this kind of like where your what your rock is or what you 
believe is kind of worthwhile or things you thought you'd do that you don't do. That seems to happen a lot. Maybe you, one of you at least has children, but sort of like things that you're like, Oh, I didn't know think this would look like that. Or, you know, you wonder if you're kind of fulfilling your, your, um, what you were supposed to do or what everyone thought you would do growing up or that kind of thing. So I think, I think faith helps you get through that. Otherwise you could be pretty devastated. (laughs) Not that we don't do lots of wonderful, fun things and, and, you know, have accomplishments here and there, but uh, yeah. I'm curious about the name. I know it's not a great question. You probably get it asked a lot, but I want to know what's behind the name Layawakes. Oh, it was like, we had all sorts of options, like pulling out the dictionary and random words and all this kind of thing. But I think it was a little bit was just before kids. I think I was often like, I would often write at night or I couldn't sleep very well. So I think literally it was just like prompted by that, not to be all melancholy and stuff, but, and then it fit. Cause then we started having kids and, and you're never sleeping again. So right? no. yeah, you're always <laughs> yeah. Oh, Patrick is though. He still gets to sleep. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, good. He's a better sleeper. It's a gift. That way. It's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Now you're talking about um, songs for your potential third album. What's the plan? What's the plan with all of that? Save some money, find some money, find some time. I think those are the two. <laughs> yeah. Make, make money, make time. Maybe. Uh... Yeah. Right. So there is, a, there is a great, <laughs> great, great question. It is a great question. Patrick was in Tokyo until a few weeks ago. Yeah. We're just still landing. We're around in the uh, corner of from the last couple something. of years with the, takes a lot out of everybody that whole uh paralympic cycle you know and i'm still trying to decide whether to keep playing or not and uh so it was sort of some big decisions to make um but uh that's a good prod because i really i don't know exactly how anna feels i just feel these songs uh need to get out there i think i mentioned that in a few basketball interviews uh people ask about music say well i don't know about me but anna's got these great songs and that's the next thing (laughs) needs to happen we need to get these recorded um which that's means a, I have to wean the baby. You know, there's, it's kind of like first things first. She has a major surgery. You know, yeah, she still yeah. nurses all the time. You know, it's kind of like, whether it's true or not, one of the lessons I feel like I've learned is like, you know, in some ways you just got to wait till something's possible, you know, pushing things ahead of other priorities usually just ends for me in like frustration. Yeah. So I think. And that way I'm probably, you know, less ambitious, but a little like, well, it's just clearly not the time yet. <laughs> yeah, it's you know? kind of that like trusting the process and everything will work out in the right time. Yeah. Which we, is yeah, not we, always fun. Right. <laughs> I don't think we have any, I don't think any ambitions of being pop stars at this point or, you know, like <laughs> kind of playing the long game with music. So, I mean, that makes us patient, patient but uh, it allows us to be patient, but at the same time, we don't want to kick can down the road too far too long so um for people who want to learn about you guys want to learn more about your music how can they go about doing that they can you know find us on spotify itunes those kind of places apple music i mean itunes what a well, some still 2015 reference um <laughs> yes uh buy our cds buy our <laughs> the layawakes.com uh, lp yeah layawakes.com you can check that out Thank you so much for joining us today for making time for us. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Our pleasure. Yeah, thanks. 
And thank you so much for listening today. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation or any of the other conversations we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastbuild.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.